106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, and it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder with me today, and then Dennis Brewster hanging around because he had a pet peeve he wanted to... It's not only my pet peeve. No, I think a too. lot of people have a pet peeve about this. I, I think you're right. Yeah. We have a joke about it, Pam and I, as oh, we're driving. Do? Yeah. Let's see who can get the oldest plate. Oh, geez. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah. Lines are open, by the way. If you want to chime in on this or any other topic, 303-477-5600, text line 307-282-22. Question of the day is, uh, as we're entering winter and we look up at the snow-capped, you know, mountains behind us here on... Beautiful view. And looking out here towards the west. Winter driving tips, and then what do you need to have with you? Keep in mind, we've got a lot of folks that have moved into the area uh, a lot of them are listening, maybe even for the first time. So those of you that are natives that have been here for a long time or you're seasoned Coloradans and you've driven in the snow and all of that many, many times, you know, what should you have with you at all times in the winter? And then let's give folks some winter driving tips as well. I know it sounds a little early for that, but I asked Larry as we were coming on today if, I, if I'm out of line and no. doing this today, and he's like, no, we're right there. I was yeah. just up in Winter Park this last week. Okay. And on one side of the pass as you're going up, it was snow-packed. And, you know, we're all kind of just kind of taking sure. it easy and stuff. Sure. Coming down the pass, all of a sudden you see this huge line, and I'm like, who's holding those guys up? And comes around the corner, here's this RAV4 with his flashers on from yeah. Florida mm-hmm. going down the hill at like 30 miles an hour, and there's just a mile long of cars. Behind him. Yes. Okay. All right. So what is your – this isn't the same topic. What's no. your pet peeve? My pet peeve is these people driving around with plates – Temporary plates, happy tags, whatever you want to call them, yep. that tags. are expired. Or even for, regular like, plates that are expired. Yeah. yeah, but these happy tags, they're expired sometimes two years. I know. Yeah, yeah. and it's like... I know. You know, the the problem with it is this, is, is owning a tow company, I know this happens because we worked with the police a lot. Mm-hmm. If you get pulled over because of that happy tag, and you can't prove that that car is yours because you're not going to keep the all that paperwork in there, they're going to impound it. Or if you were DUI, if you were driving drunk okay. or you're doing something to where they impound that car, you're not going to get notified that that car True. has been impounded. True. Because what we do is we go to the state website because we had a PUC license and we find out who the registered owner is. And if you're not the registered yep. owner, the dealer well, who sold the car to you is the registered owner. And here's my beef with that. And I think all of you out there listening would agree with me on this. A, they're not paying their fair share. Right. B, they can get on any toll road in this area and drive it for free because you don't. they don't send out, and I know this for a fact, because if you've got a new car and you have a temp tag and you go on any of the, the toll roads around here, 470, what have you, Northwest Parkway or US 36 or I-25, wherever you're at, if you've got a temp tag on it, you won't get any. You won't get a charge for that if you got a temp tag. So well, you know the, why these folks are getting a pass in all these areas. And the why they do that is because they send. The, it would be the dealer because they don't know who it's registered to yet. Right. 
Because the registration it's too has much paper. It's too much hassle for them to figure out who actually the car belongs to now. Right. And see, if you go to the state website, there is a place like when you do, you know, the new tags that came out. Where when because I, I was a dealer and mm-hmm. I used to fill that out. You do have to fill out all the information for the customer. He has to have insurance. You have to be able to put that. Yeah, they in can there. figure it out if they wanted to, but no, they're not going to go that much work. No, no, but the state doesn't do that. What the state says is this dealer owned that shot, owned that car, and that's the last they know. That yeah. you don't have no other right. information. Right. So I would never notify John if you bought a car. I wouldn't notify you that that car. And what happens is it would sit there for 45 days because if you send, we have to send certified letter within 10 days of impounding that car. We would send that letter out to the dealer because they're the only ones on there. And that dealer depends on them. How how efficient are they? They might get this and go, eh, just sign it and send it back. And then we get it back. 45 days later, I can go get title. Right. It's my right. car. Yeah, I, I, a, they're getting a pass on not having to have things registered like the rest of us are doing. I doubt in some cases these cars are insured. And then thirdly, they're running on all these toll roads for free. That's my beef. And yeah. I get it. It's a free country. You know, do what you want. But in this particular case, I feel like, listen, you know, I know how many vehicles I register every year as yes, a company know, and right? an individual. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm thinking to myself, there's not one in all of this time through COVID that I've not been able to get registered. So don't give me this excuse that you can't do it because of COVID because that is just it, an excuse. You can get them registered. It's not that big a deal. You're no. just being lazy and you know you're not going to get stopped, so you're not doing it. You're well, saving, I bought a vehicle you're, you're, back you're in March. money is what you're doing. I bought a vehicle back in March and it was registered by April. It's not hard, folks. No. It really isn't. You, All of us in this room have done it. It's not oh, that yeah. hard to get a vehicle registered no, right now. It's, not. it's really easy. So It's just laziness. It's being lazy and you're skirting the system is what you're doing. And I, I really wish right now that the police department or somebody would, would create a website where you could take pictures of all these things and upload them, and then they could go investigate who these folks actually are. And honestly, you know, police departments, if you're listening, I would much rather have you going after that than sitting on the side of the road trying to figure out who's doing 10 over. Right. I'm dead, I'm dead serious. Yeah. There's more money for you and the state and all of us concerned in yeah. doing what I just said than trying to pull over people that are doing 10 over. Yeah, because they can back charge them all the taxes sure they, they didn't can. pay There's for more money. Six months. Right. There's more money for the state in doing that. And you should be giving them a ticket for expired license plates as well. So even you as a jurisdiction are going to get some money out of it as well. Why are you not all doing that instead of worrying about who's doing 10 over going right. down the road with a radar gun? And, and, you know, we make a game of it. What's the oldest one we've seen? <laughs> so far, it's 2019 of January 6th. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Good grief. I saw a paper tag where, you know how they put the plastic yeah. cover over it? It had rotted away, and the paper oh, yeah. was gone inside of it, and they were taking a magic marker and still writing, writing something yep. on it. And yep. that's what they tried to eliminate from them doing it, because it's right. kind of like right. a, a tape. When you that's type right. over it, you can't undo right. it. Yeah. Right. All right, Jerry and Greeley, you're next. Or you're first today. What's going on, Jerry? Morning. A uh, friend of mine has a walker sit-down lawnmower. Yep, yep. I own one. Okay. He's got a really large yard, and um, but it, well, best mower made in my opinion, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, you always say that. It's the best mower. Yep. Well, I believe his is a twenty-three horse four-stroke engine. Yep. It's probably a. Uh, those had Kohlers or Kawasaki's, depending upon you know when it was made and so on. A uh, Kohler. Okay. And yeah. um, his instructions say to change the oil every three hundred hours, and which you and, know I. In his world, he's probably not getting that high if it's just his single yard. That's more for the commercial guys. In his case, once a year. You do it in the springtime. Yeah. 
I'd recommend that. With yeah, I wouldn't do it in the fall because it's going to sit all winter. So just next spring, he needs to change it, and it should have an oil filter as well. So do it annually, regardless. Yeah, of annually, that. regardless. Do it every spring. All right. You well, should be doing that with everything. Yeah, and on that mm-hmm. one too. And, and if he's if he's familiar with the mower, he probably is. But that's a mower. And sorry, I'm know I'm getting very you know kind of personal here because not everybody has this this particular mower. But that one too, Jerry. After every time he uses it. He needs to be either washing with water or with a backpack blower. He needs to be blowing all of that engine compartment area out because that that catcher assembly sits on top of the engine assembly, and a lot of that grass and debris and junk will run down in there, yeah. and it'll clog up some of the air intake to keep the you know to keep the motor cool. So he needs to be flipping the you know flipping the the hood open. Well, it's, yeah, it's not really well. Yeah, that's, I guess that's probably the way. That, it it kind of opens as a C, if you would, or a V. He needs to be opening that thing up and blowing everything out and or washing it periodically, but really needs to at least be blowing it out after every use. Oh. If he's okay. not, he needs to be doing that. I'll pass that along. Because that, and, if, and if he looks, you'll look down inside that engine, and you'll see even in the fins of the cylinders themselves, because it's an air-cooled engine, you'll see you know grass and debris and junk that gets all in there and it, ha- it affects the cooling of the engine itself because that that grass and that, that crud that gets clogged in there is is a block on the airflow that's coming through okay well very good well thank you great more and and then on the hydraulics you know he probably will never run it long enough to worry about changing the oil in the hydraulics so there'll be something in the manual even about that but he's not going to run it enough to worry about that so in your world you know his world you can kind of disregard that end of it but he does need to make sure that he's lubricating there's a there's probably i'm not exaggerating there's probably 25 grease cirques on that jerry that need to be you know greased a couple of times a year so that is something he needs to be doing uh you know probably now as you head into the the winter months go ahead and grease everything up that way it's ready to go for spring and it's not sitting around getting you know getting moisture and stuff down in some of those joints change the change the blades out you know go ahead and get the blades all sharp enough ready to go for next spring i would go ahead and do that as he starts to put things away and, again, just make sure that everything's good, clean, check the belts, all of that. I mean, it's, it's very much like a little automotive-type unit that's air-cooled, if you would. I mean, it's a very, very intricate mower. It's one of the most expensive mowers on the market, by the way. So he wants to you want to make sure he really takes good care of it. All righty. Well, I appreciate this. I'll pass this all along. All right. Appreciate it, Jerry. And those mowers, for those of you maybe that don't know this, those are all manufactured in Fort Collins, Colorado. By really? the Walker family. Didn't I didn't know, know that. that. Yes, I know the family very well, and they're all made up just north of us here, and it's a great, uh, not only U.S. company, but a Colorado company. So if you want to support somebody locally and you've got a bigger property, they make a they make units that are even smaller than the one Jerry mentioned a moment ago for, for homeowners. I mean, you have to have enough property to have a riding mower on, but if you're one of those folks that has enough property for a riding mower, uh, in my opinion, they make some of the best mowers, and, and they can make your lawn look uh, let's just say amazing when it's all said and done. They sort of stripe the, the grass all at the same time, and they're just a great mower as far as your finished, your finished product, finished look looks. So I know, well, we're, I know we're an automotive show, but there's a little bit on mowers. You know, one thing, we were talking about plates and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish they would make a plate that says, you know, like certain people can't drive during the winter, and they should have <laughs> that plate on there. Isn't that California or Florida? Is it? Usually that's what the plate says already. Well... They shouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah. It's already there. Yeah, it Dennis, says, we already have that handle. Yeah, it says it's California or Florida. It says yeah. CA or FL. Yeah. We're already good. But they should. They shouldn't make. I mean, because there's Texas. some people that we were driving. 
that were just not like they had no clue what to do in the snow. Well, they don't. And, and I'm like, get a different plate, and that way it could be red or green or yellow or a pink or something. The one you saw, you know, coming down, you know, yeah. Bertha Passage, it already had that on. Yeah, I know yeah. it did. Yeah. <laughs> there but there's some people driving around with colorado plates that should well, be identified no that's true because they haven't been through the winter test yet yeah or even yes. if they have they didn't pass that's they right failed. they should be leaving <laughs> so how do you so how how do we i don't know I mean, how do you do that when it comes to winter driving in you know states like colorado utah wyoming and others well where, if they see him I mean, dri- 80 was shut down last week because of some of this nonsense yeah yes so if it, it was, yeah. but this guy like going down the hill, I mean, a cop pull him over, they should just give him a ticket and impound his car and beat him with a wet stick or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just frustrating, you know, because he's holding up everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why do you have your flashers on in the oh, middle of the day? Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you give me that I'll one. I'll tell you that one at break. Okay. I can't say that one on air, but I'll tell you why he has flashers on in a yeah. second. Yeah. I can't say it over the air because I would be in trouble, but I'll tell you in a second. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050, or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. P-R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine. 
And this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Golden Eagle Financial goes beyond money management to help you invest your assets wisely in preparation for retirement. You may be in that tricky phase where you're still working, so you want to make sure that your wealth will continue to grow. But you're also getting close enough to retirement that you might want to consider moving some of your nest egg into safer alternative accounts where you can't lose principal but enjoy tax-free income. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you balance risk and reward now before you retire to maximize your income in retirement. Financial advisors who only manage your assets don't create retirement plans. Al Smith is licensed for investments and is a fiduciary. He will help you weigh how much of your wealth to invest where your money can grow versus how much you want to keep out of the market entirely. KLZRadio.com money. Planning with purpose. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. If you're up in that Boulder, Longmont, Louisville, Lafayette, any of that area at all and you need something done, uh, Josh is your guy. And, in fact, even if you're in other parts of the area, last week we had a particular individual call in uh, with one of the Mercedes vans that had nowhere else to go to get it fixed. And I said, go see you because you'll work on them. Yeah, we're working on you a lot of You do plenty of them. Yeah, the of the uh, what do they call those stupid things? Just sprinters. Slip my mind. Sprinters. Thank you. Thank it, yeah, you. the Dodge, the Sprinter the vans, Freightliner, Mercedes. Right, they're all the same. Decide to own them in the same vehicle. Five cylinder Mercedes diesel, right? That's the older ones. The older the newer ones. Newer okay. ones now have a four cylinder version or a six cylinder. Okay, so now they so they make a four, five, or six. Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Josh is your guy. If you have a Sprinter van of any any shape, size, series, whatever, he's your guy. So even if you're in the Denver area and you need somebody to work on that, go see Josh up in Boulder. And we can get you in before the dealership because By right all means. now the dealership is backed up. So Perfect. Come Perfect. on down. So, and, and you can find Josh, by the way. Just go to drive-radio.com. All of his information is there. It makes it really easy. Or it's legacyautomotive.com as well. John, what's going on, sir? Hey, I just had to chime in. I found out, uh, read, I read the local news, and that I-80 accident was caused by the close down. The first thing was a crash. Okay. Yeah. So they had a crash. They shut the westbound side down. And then the troopers just said shut it down because people were just driving stupid. And they were sliding off the road. And I, I don't know of another word to use. I don't like using that word stupid. No, I think that's a good word in that case. They... Yeah. They're just not, so, not doing what they need I, I to be mean, to be on the road. So they shouldn't be. Right. But they don't know. And I remember when I was a kid, and I don't know about you, I grew up in New York, which we get a lot of snow and no snow. And the first winter that we got snow, my father took me to a big old parking lot uh, by the beach that wasn't even in use in the wintertime. Okay. And he taught me how to drive in the snow, mm-hmm. taught me how to yep. put the car in a slide, yep. turn the wheels right. And I'm just wondering if maybe, and this is something, if you've got a neighbor who moved from somewhere warm, you maybe walk over to him in a nice way. Say, hey, have you ever driven in snow? Do you know how to drive in snow? You want me to show you? Great you idea. Know, Great just, idea. You know, just being a good neighbor yeah. again, because you know you're get, we're getting all these transplants True. from the high-tax states. True. And, you know, they don't know how to drive in this. When I first moved here, yes, I knew how to drive in snow. I learned in the Northeast. But you're... Nope, I lost you, John. Are you still we there? Get... There you go. Now you're back. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I, what I was saying is the snow you got, we get out here, except for like in late March, early April, is way different than what you yeah. get in the Northeast. You yeah. get that heavy, wet stuff, right? which makes a difference, too, in driving in it. Agreed. And then the other thing, I did have a question about those Toyo tires that I bought. Yes. Somebody that I work with, I saw the tires. He said, those are not great on the interstate. And I was like, John wouldn't Why? steer me wrong. Do you have any, huh? Why, he do you, why does he think that? They, he said they were too hard and they have traction issues on no. the wet or icy roads. I've run them on my fleet trucks no, now, no. John, for I don't know how many years now. Yeah. And I mean, I've got some guys that put, you know, my managers especially will put a ton of miles on and they're driving everywhere. Right. You know, locally, interstate, okay. you name it. And no, I've got no issues whatsoever. And then my last question. And so, so again, I mean, either that's but, coming from somebody that had, you know, one bad experience with one something or heard something from somebody that then just continues to perpetuate that. Or, but, no, that is an incorrect right. statement. He, he said he had a set of them, and uh, he didn't like them because he said he was having them. Last question, and this is for everybody there. Sandbags in the back of an empty pickup truck in wintertime. Yes or no? I've never heard you... It, you know, it depends. Um, if it's a if it's a four wheel drive truck, and you know what I mean by that, if it's a crew cab four wheel drive truck, and the weight's distributed out fairly well, I don't really feel like in that case sandbags are going to do you a whole lot of good. On the same token, if it's a truck where you just know the back end of it is fairly light, and you want to add some weight to it, you can do sandbags. You could do, by the way, ice melt works about as well as sandbags, and then you also have some ice yeah, melting I capability with you if something were to ever happen so ice melt bags actually in my opinion work better than even sandbags do because of what i just said john okay so yeah i put it i've got the quad cab on my truck and i put them in the back of mine because i have had issues where no weight in the back yep. and it has yep. trouble going and, up. and you and you know the vehicle trouble. you're driving and if that's you and you feel like you know right. again putting you know for those of you out there that, that if you buy a commercial bag of ice melt they're 50 pound bags so you put four bags back right. there you know you're 200 pounds you just stuck on the back that's actually quite a bit when you when you think of it and, and, and in that case you put one of those bars or something across it where they can't move and put it all the way back to the tailgate oh okay i had a friend of mine he grew up here and what he did and i did this and it's great he said get go to the tire shop any old tire shop and ask him if they have any old inner tubes and you know that were no good and they were going to throw out and i yeah. got a handful of them and he said take the tube sand and put it inside yep. the old inner tubes and tie them up yeah, you can do that and too. i've had the same i've had the same set of sandbags for now five years where if you buy the tube sand they last like one season yeah no and again and I, then I, they and either of those work fine again i'm just more of a fan of okay. of even the ice melt bags because a they're cheap. You can buy a 50-pound bag of ice mm -hmm. melt if you've got the right sources on it for less than 20 bucks a bag. And you now have the oh, ability yeah. where if somebody is stuck and you want to help them out a little bit, you now have some, some traction device sitting right there. You can throw down on you know pavement or whatever and get them going. And in some cases, get it out of your way so you can keep going as well. That's a twofold thing there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's Anyways. a good idea because i got to get new ones for my wife's truck. Last thing, I wanted to call during uh, Fix It Radio, and I didn't have a chance. Just went and bought some pellets for the pellet stove. They're up 50 cents a bag across wow. the board. <laughs> wow. Okay. So they went, you know, 50 cents for a 40-pound bag. Wow. So, and that's wood pellets, which are made from... 
the scrap that's left over at the mill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just to let everybody know, inflation's hitting those, too. So if you can find a bargain on a pallet, you might want to buy them. Yeah, um, good idea. I found that there's a, comp- there's a company in Walden that actually makes these wood pellets that I just bought, and I'm going to give them a call on Monday and find out whether I can get uh, go there, drive there, right. you know, take Good a drive idea. to the mountain, get a whole pallet at a cheaper price. Great idea. Good, yeah, good idea, so, John. No, great. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. All right. All right, man. Have take care, man. Time. As always, appreciate it very much. Bill and Boulder is up next. Bill, welcome. What's going on? Hey, good morning, John. Uh, follow up with John on a uh, tire question, actually. So I had heard that Cooper was bought by Goodyear. Is that true? That is true. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, so what uh, what Toyota tires was John uh, talking about? Uh, the open country ATs. The AT2s or the AT3s? Well, just a matter of what you want to buy and, and so on. I don't know what he bought, if he bought twos or threes. Gotcha. And really, and, and honestly, they both work fine. I actually am a yeah. fan of the twos. I like the, the tread pattern of the of the twos as mm-hmm. much as I do the threes, but it really is personal preference. I had read so because I'm, I'm shopping for tires, too, and I'm actually, I think I settled on a, it's uh, the, the Nittos, which is a, a Toyo company. I think I'm going to go with the uh, the Terra Grappler uh, G2, so the second generation of that, which actually features a full depth type, so it gives it gives because that was a complaint about the uh, the original Terra Grappler was it wasn't as good on um, in the wet because it didn't have those full depth sites, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what I had I had read some reviews and doing some of my research on the uh, Open Country AT3 that it didn't do as well in like wet conditions as some of the other all terrain tires that are out there. So yeah, and again, I you know that. to me that's always a you know, I, for example, I've Pretty run, I, yeah, it, it really is. I've run open country MTs on, you know, my own personal, you know, plow trucks and that for a number of years mm-hmm. now have them on my ZR2 as well. And there's guys out there that will complain about how, how they don't do very well in the snow. They don't do very well in the wet. And I'll tell you right now, firsthand, you know, somebody that runs those things constantly on one truck being fairly light, my, you know, my 3500 Ram Mega Cab is extremely heavy, so you go from one extreme mm-hmm. to the other. I run both, I run that tire on both trucks, and other than the noise, which they're noisy because it's an MT, and your wearability is not going right. to be the same. But as far as right. functionality in the snow goes, whoever's saying they don't work well is a, is a total moron, has never used them, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine that any mud terrain tire wouldn't do well in the snow. It's just the they work great because they, they clean well, they grip tire. well. Anyway, so to me, Bill, a lot yeah. of the tire talk is a lot like what's yeah. better, Chevy, Ford, or Dodge. Well, it depends on who right. you are, what your experience has been. Did you have Did you have a bad issue, you know, with oh, something totally. along the way that tainted you? I mean, to me, it's very, very subjective. Uh, you know, they all have to meet, you know, certain specifications. Or they can't be sold in this country right. in the first place. Right. As far as the safety factor goes, they're good. But the thing to look at on tires, and this is for everybody listening, the thing you look at for tires, especially in the wintertime in Colorado here, is the softer the tire, the better it will work in snow and ice. The harder the tire, the worse it works in snow and ice. So that really is what it all boils down to. And when I, what I mean by that, everybody, yeah. is there are specifications on each tire. You can look it up on each manufacturer's website that will tell you specifically everything I just said. Yeah, so like, for instance, uh, to follow up with, or just reinforce what you said, so I'm Right now, I'm sitting on uh, Michelin Defender LTXs, and it's a great 
low rolling resistance tire and mm-hmm. it's a long wearing tire. Correct. But it's tread wear. Which means they're hard. I think the tread wear is 800. Yeah, and I've had all kinds of people say, oh, it's got lots of sipes, so it's great in the snow and ice. I not if it's a hard tire, it's not. And, and, and here's the deal. No. They're putting those in there to try to help compensate for some of that harder compound in that tire right. bill. That's why it's siped right. like it is, which automatically yeah. tells you that, yeah, it's not going to be as good in the mud and the snow. Or, sorry, the snow no, and the ice. Right. It's great on like gravel roads and, and rock and stuff. It's surprising. Great on the highway, even. I mean, you get a lot, a lot of, lot of mileage out if you're just going cross country or yeah. you're doing all, all in town driving. Very seldom are in the snow or the ice. Yeah, they're great for that. And great fuel mileage too. Correct. But yeah, they're just too, they're just too slippery in the snow. So that's why I want to go from the highway terrain to the, to the all terrain tire. So I'm looking at those Nito uh, Terra Grapplers. I think that's going to be a good tire. And yeah, and, it, and that's, that's pretty, a, and again, for really me... It's really similar to the AT Toyo Open Country. Yeah, AT, actually. what I was going to say is, um, as you know, I sold Nitos back in the day, sold a bunch of them because, you know, customers would want them. I personally, though, I have no experience mm-hmm. with a Nitto because I've never ran them. I cannot answer that. Well, I'll give you some feedback because I'm getting put on on Monday, so... Okay. <laughs> I'll give you... Yeah, I'll give you some feedback for sure. I might actually head over up, up into the mountains next week too. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. And uh, inflation. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and this cheese that I like to buy, this cheddar cheese, this Irish stuff. Um, you know, a month or two ago, it was four bucks a block, and it's up to six and a quarter. So yeah, there's know, inflation. I'll take fifty cents on a pallet of uh, of uh, wood pellets every any day over uh, yeah. know, two and a quarter on a four dollar. Well, and, and what you're doing too, even on the tire side of the fence, I mean, you're going to head that off as well because tires for everybody listening. Oh, absolutely. If you're going to, if you yep. think you're waiting until you know November, December, or even next spring to buy tires, you're going to pay more money every month on tires as opposed to buying them now. It's just the way it is. Well, and two, there's a talk of the impending rubber shortage. That's right. Right yeah. from the source, like in Indonesia, in the rubber, in That's the right. rubber. Uh, plantation so i mean i've been saying this on on, on, you know rush to reason now for a couple of weeks you know bill and i mean it if you need tires don't dink around no get it done now don't wait get them now well same thing for other stuff too like if you need a laptop you know if you think you might need a laptop buy it it now now, you know yeah and just put it in the closet when it comes you know when it comes to uh you know needing it you'll have it because there's no guarantee yeah this is going to get worse before it gets better i think exactly anyhow Good stuff as usual, John. And I appreciate it. Answer. Bill, as always, appreciate it very much. Craig and Wheat Ridge, hang tight. We're going to talk tires again. Any, again, any other tire question? This is a great day to talk about tires. We're going to talk about the the chain law, which also has yeah. to do with tires. Uh, Josh has that brought up on his laptop. We'll get to that here in just a moment as well. So, guys, don't go away. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Happy customers lead to a successful business. From the beginning, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has had one defining goal, happy customers. Owner and founder of Absolute, Lewis, had been known to personally drive to a job site to solve a customer's electrical issue. As a master electrician himself, Lewis wanted to make sure every job was done right. But in order to become the number one home services provider in the Denver metro area, Lewis couldn't keep handling every job himself. 
He needed a team of technicians he could trust to serve customers with the same level of care that he would provide. Over time, Lewis and his leadership team developed a thorough vetting process unique to the industry to find technicians with both technical aptitude and the customer service skills that set Absolute apart. Now, Lewis knows he'll have happy customers because he trusts all of his technicians to stand by their promise. From call to care, we'll be there. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. The team at Extreme Auto Repair takes care of their customers because they can. In order to earn the Napa Auto Care Gold Certification, Extreme Auto Repair in Parker passed rigorous scrutiny testing the quality of their customer service. Hundreds of legitimate Google reviews, master technicians, digital vehicle inspections. Then, COVID-19 caused delays in the supply chain and nationwide part shortages. Once again, the team at Extreme Auto Repair stepped up to the challenge. They believe you do what you can for the customer. So they're staying in touch with suppliers on a daily basis, planning ahead to stay in stock. Thanks to their long-standing relationships with vendors, they have the ability to protect their customers from supply chain issues. So they're doing it. It's the right thing to do. Call them, 303-841-1071. Extreme Auto Repair in Parker. Promises made, promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Josh Goff with me from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Anything you need up in that north end of town, by the way, Josh is your guy. Look him up on drive Radio. Com. Craig in Wheat Ridge is next. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, John. Hey, um, you know, I don't work for Firestone or anything like that, but I bought a set of their Winter Force 2 uh, winter tires for my Hummer H3, and those things are fantastic. They've got directional, big spaced lugs with the siping in the lugs, and even on the coldest of mornings, from pulling away from a stop sign, if I wanted to floor it, you know, 
understanding that my H3 doesn't have a lot of horsepower, but I couldn't get those things to ever break loose to where my traction control lights came on. That's good. I haven't ran a Firestone in a long time other than the you know, factory-type type tire. Which, which uh, model did you get? The Winter Force 2. Winter Force were, 2, okay. And I was kind of price shopping, and they were one of the more reasonably priced tires. In fact, I think they were cheaper than their regular all-season radials. Hmm. But their stopping power is, is fantastic as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's great to be able to start, but it's, it's even better to be able to stop. Of you know, course. Happen in front of, you. of course. But uh, I would highly recommend those. And, and, you know, I think any tire, I mean, we, I've had to buy, you know, winter tires for our cars as well. As long as you've got, a, you know, that siping in the lugs, even on those coldest of mornings, uh, they seem to stay soft. And pliable to work well yeah in your case you you, i mean you specifically bought a winter i mean it even has the designation it is a winter tire so yeah it's going to have all the specs you need for for that and again as i've said before i've learned through the years that you know buying tires for certain individuals is like buying gloves i mean what what works for one person really feels well and might work on their hand may not work very well for somebody else and whatever you like and get used to you know what? I have no issues with. That's why when somebody, for all of you listening, anybody that emails me and says, "Hey, what tire would you run on such and such?" Well, that's a broad, broad question mm-hmm. because it really it's like telling you what underwear to go buy. I don't know. I'm not you. Well, you know, I I also you know I'm I'm old school. I, I like to know that they're uh, made in the USA. I look for that printing on the sidewall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in these tire shops, you get a funny look from them like, well, gee, you know, what's, what's the big deal? Well, I'm sorry, I'm not buying anything in, mm-hmm. made in China, especially made in China. Yeah, but, and, the, and the Chinese uh, tires, I will just tell everybody up there listening right now, they, they are not quality-wise as good as, as some of the other tires. Now, I will also tell you, as somebody that, you know, sold tires for a long, long time, you know, part of the reason why, and, and a lot of you out there are not going to like me saying this, but, you know, BF Goodrich All-Train, I sold that tire I sold the snot out of that tire for years and years and years until the point came where I, I just had a hard time getting those tires to balance out correctly. Mm-hmm. I've got a set on the old 2004 Dodge that I own. I got that from Kent and Judy up at Novus in Sterling. I love that love that vehicle. I had a set of uh, of wheels and tires that were on another truck, you know, fairly new BFG all trains that I went ahead and stuck on it just because I had them. And I will tell you right now, Craig, that that those tires, even though I've had them balanced or I've balanced them and I've got them as dialed in as I possibly can, you cannot ever get them, in my opinion, 1,000% truly balanced. That's my complaint with BF Goodrich All-Terrains. Even though it's a great tire, it's great in the snow, they're fabulous as far as that goes, but the balancing of them just sucks. Yeah, that's a fact. They're awful. I mean, I run a set on my Jeep, and they're awful. I have a Road Force balancer. That's right, and, and they're I still not good. That's right, and so, so in that case, I could go. I'm not exaggerating, Craig. I could go put a set of Toyos on that same truck tomorrow, and it would be smooth. Half the weight on it. Um, and I have half the weight on it exactly, and I'm not exaggerating. So, to your point, yes, I, I like buying American as much as I can as well, until what I just said happens, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to buy whatever I can, so I've got a smooth riding vehicle. I just bought a set of Cooper Discover AT3s for my F-150, um, just because the what I had was a, a true all-season on there before, and mm-hmm. these are, had the snowflake designation on them. Mm-hmm. But, but what I have noticed, and I do believe, I think it's kind of what you're talking about, um, I've got a little more vibration on these, which I, I don't know if it's in the balance. I don't think it's in the alignment, because I didn't have any alignment issues previously. And they're probably balanced you know, to the... So the Steyr 
can't talk. To the tire store's credit, they're probably balanced. And if you put them on a balancer, they're going to show balanced. But in mine do as well. I mean, I can throw them on the balancer, and they're going to show balanced. But they're, but they're not. And they take twice as much weight as another tire comparable. Yeah. And, these, and, and that'd be oh, worth looking I, at I, on yours, too, is just look and see how many weights are on the inside or outside of the wheel. Yeah. Uh, well, there's quite a few on the inside. There you go. But, you know, I, I have not used these in snow yet, so uh, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, it's got the siping in the lugs, but not to the point like I have in those winter force tires. Nice. So we'll, we'll see how these work. But uh, Now, I, all, I, I, really quick, too. All of this to be said, and for everybody listening, I also am a fan of, even if you're on a really, really tight budget, any new tire is still better than what you probably have on it now that are worn out. So I want to make sure I'm very clear on that as well, Craig, because, you know, we're kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty and balance and smoothness and what are we doing with the vehicle and so on. But I'm in generality, anybody out there listening, if you, if you can just go buy a tire that's new that meets some of the specifications we're talking about for winter driving, you're still better off with even the lowest-grade tire out there versus a worn-out tire. Very true. Well, even my my barber who has a uh, a Ford Edge, um, his tires it's an all wheel drive, and he doesn't have much tread left on him. I said you need to be getting some tires, and he goes, "You think?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, you need you to need get to." It's tires. not a, it's, not, it's not an I think. It's yes, you need them. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and that's a great example like, of what I just said two moment ago, Craig. I mean, he may not care about all the things we're talking about in this topic right now. But you know what? He still needs tires, and in his case, even if he's on a tight budget, just go buy something that has at least some mud-snow capability to it or, and, and you know, or some winter capability to it, I should say, and buy it. I don't, I don't care what brand it is. You're still better off with that than what he has now. Well, you know, there's deals to be had, you know, before the supply chain, supply chain problem kicks into full effect. That's right. You can go to Tire Rack and look at closeout tires, and there's some tremendous deal on winter tires on closeouts. That's right. And, and all it is is they've... They've discontinued one uh, particular tire, replaced it with what they think is the new, improved version of that tire. That's right. And so whatever they've got left on hand right. is in stock. And there, there may be minimal numbers in stock, but there is a savings to be had there. Yes. Uh, Craig, even in, in, in this for everybody, else, everybody out there listening as well, a lot of tire shops, and you can even find these on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and others, you could even find takeoff brand new tires where a guy's done a, a changeover, changeover of rims and tires, lift kits, things like that. Even a you know fairly new set of factory tires that you could buy right now on a budget would be better than what he has. Right, right. And those are, I mean, even for people on budgets, there are ways to still put good tires on the car. Is my point. And that's that's what's between you and the and the ice. That's and right. Keeping you safe. No, no. And that what I'm going with this is there's no excuse for somebody not to have good tires. It's a matter of just getting it done, budgeting correctly, and getting it handled. There's cheap ways to do this if need be. Yeah, it shouldn't be a financial hardship on anybody. I that's mean, if, right. If, if you do, and there's some uh, there's some deals going on right now. Uh, I think Cooper is an example. They've got buy three get the fourth free. That's right. Well, you know, we know from Extreme that there's up to $70 rebate on a set of tires on Cooper's end of it as well. Josh sells them also, so that's a deal going on in Cooper Tire land right now as well. So, again, no excuse right now not to have good tires. Okay, that's all I had. Good stuff. No, I appreciate it. And thanks for the recommendation for everybody also on the Firestones. And, again, folks, you know, 
I, sh- I probably should have said instead of I, I should have used the example of shoes instead of gloves. Right. You know, putting tires on your vehicle is a lot like shoes, and and not every shoe fits everybody exactly the same way. Some people really like a particular brand, and it may not work for the next person because not everybody's foot's the same. So it's the same way when it comes to tires. Eric, hang tight. We'll take your call in just one second. Lines are open. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. Modern windshields help protect the occupants of your vehicle in the event of a collision, so quality counts. In today's vehicles, your windshield has become a structural component of your car. The glass requires a specific amount of pressure to keep your windshield from literally popping out during impact. Even the quality of the resin that glues your windshield to your frame can make a difference. Since they invented windshield repair in 1972, Novus Auto Glass has continued to perfect their technique. Unlike most of their competitors, Novus can repair cracks up to a foot long without sacrificing the integrity of your windshield. Industry-wide delays in the supply chain have forced manufacturers to limit the quantity of glass they sell to individual shops, so you may need to wait longer for a new windshield. The sooner you contact Novus Auto Glass, the better chance you have at saving money with a repair. Contact a Novus location near you at klzradio.com forward slash glass. The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Leuenberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Lewinberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. 
RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles, 303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment, 303-710-6916. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Got a, a text message, by the way, from Dave Hart. Roof Max is one of our great sponsors. I assume you can do the EPR oil change on a diesel. Um, I suppose you could, but no, no need to. Diesels do not carbon the same way a gasoline, you know, petroleum, uh, a petro engine, I should say, does. They're, they're not one and the same. So there really is no reason or need to do EPR on a diesel. We're doing it on them. There's actually BG has a kit. Yeah, well, the but the regular EPR, like a direct injection, right. exactly. no, not yeah. one and the same. You don't need to do that on a diesel. The diesel end of it, it's its own, it's its own animal, right? It is its own animal. Yeah, yeah that's what I. Yeah, let me make sure I say that correctly, because yeah, there's services you do, you can do some decarboning and so on. But diesel carbon is not the same as gas carbon. And yeah, and BG's made a whole kit for the diesels with their. They don't have MOA that you put in the diesel. They call it dock. Which there you is, go. MOA that's been built for the for the diesel engines. Okay, all right. And you know, let's talk. We we can talk more about that too, because a lot of you guys out there are driving diesels. That's a good good question. So, Dave, thanks for asking that. Because no, it's not the same service you would normally do with a. He had an EcoBoost engine prior. It's not the same as what you would do with a Ford EcoBoost. Mm -hmm. Two totally different animals. We'll get into that here in just a little bit as well. Eric, what's going on, sir? Hey guys. So, a couple comments here regarding the whole winter driving thing. I've I had to make the last two weeks, I've been back and forth to Salt Lake three different times, or four different times, rather, in the semi. And part of the issue with why everything sucks in the wintertime is CDOT has gotten away from doing a good job, and they just have done a worse job. Um, yeah. Don't know mm -hmm. what their logic No, you're is. right. I, you're um, just spot on. Uh, you know, Wyoming will close 80, but they... It's not so much they close it because of the snow. It's more they will close it because the wind creates mm -hmm, visibility mm -hmm. conditions. Right. I mean, I I come across there the other day, or, well, yesterday morning, I came across there, and I'm like, why was this stretch of road closed? You could tell there wasn't snow within two feet of a paved surface. But then you went along, and it was just complete, out in the field, was completely covered, so you know what it was, was the wind was blowing it across the highway and that's why they were closing because i never really saw a stretch on 80 where there was heavy snow hmm. you know that should have resulted in the highway being closed and that wind will also turn it to just glazed ice um and 80 is so much fun in glazed ice um of course wednesday morning um uh mid i left uh salt lake city uh tuesday night at 11 o'clock and according to the Utah DOT app, everything on US 6 from 15 down to 70 was beautiful. It was crystal clear. It was going to be a great drive. The last two miles up Soldier Summit was just black ice. And the first two miles down the other side, and I mean, we're crawling up the hill in the trucks. Nobody had chains on. They didn't put the chain law up. They never did. And then we got stuck at the summit for two and a half hours because three trucks on the other side 
uh, basically hit a really bad patch of black ice and tank, uh, which that just made it even worse. Of course, all of us sitting there idling nice and warm melted all the uh, ice by the time we right. started going. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, here's something, here's kind of this is an anger thought. Remember when Hickenlooper first got into office, his comment for dealing with some of those stuff in the winter was he wanted to ban the trucks on the weekend. I don't remember that, but and, okay, that's fine. And well, yeah, and the, and the feds came back and said you can't do that. Well, right. my my thought on it then, as now, was okay. So let's close the ski areas from 4 p.m. Sunday until 3 p.m. on Friday, and. So we'll, we'll shut the trucks down from, or they wanted to close the trucks down from 3 p.m. Friday to 5 p.m. on Sunday. And I says, great, the rest of the week, let's shut down the ski areas and ban all winter recreational activities so that only the trucks can run on 70, hmm. unless you live up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to which I was told, but that would kill the ski industry. Yeah, well, I'm not a skier. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I actually despise the whole idea of it on a on a side note, I noticed some of the ski areas are having a hard time finding workers. Yes, they not are paying enough. Well, well, it's been a grand experience, a grand experiment. Time to shut down skiing altogether and let nature reclaim what's hers. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, not but, a chance. Uh, kind of a sidebar or another side here. I know you guys have talked about in the past all the time about knocking trucks and a lot of the bad truck drivers. So I don't blame. And there's a ton of them but, out there right now, unfortunately. Well, but I'll tell you, you, you brought up something a couple months ago, John. I'm going to touch on this. You said, you know, somebody said, about, well, you know, the government's going to have to take, you know, step in. From the be careful what you wish for category, I got to drive a smart truck here a few weeks ago that would be every anti-trucker's wet dream. And every truck driver out there would just go home and nothing would happen. Uh, the trailer had full underride guards front, back, all, all the ways around except for at, at the fifth wheel um, that were only eight inches off the ground. I, I've got customers I go into where I would destroy those going into. Mm-hmm. Um, it had collision sensors the entire length of the truck. The truck was governed at 55 miles per hour. It had a forward collision system that you cannot override. Um, my 2021 Kenworth, I can override it so I can still uh, keep up with the flow of traffic. But this thing will not let the gap between me and the vehicle in front of me get less than one and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. That's about four car lengths. Could you imagine driving down the highway and every truck is holding a four car length distance between them? How much everybody would be jumping oh, in and out of that space? Yeah, no, I fully agree. Although, much as we don't want to admit it, that's the direction it's going to head. Well, it, you know, and I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but, you know, the infrastructure bill, one of the items included in there is breathalyzer or advanced alcohol detection systems for all vehicles and this regardless of whether or not you have you haven't had a dui and this truck had a similar system to it it also had a uh, drowsiness sensor mm-hmm. in it um it had the cameras on either side so i couldn't change lanes and it's like i i drove it on a closed loop where you experienced every single one of these conditions and when i got out and i says i said what's the time frame for this and the guy says well it's an experiment he said but probably uh, 10 years yeah if the government i'd, I'd say he's it. probably pretty close I, on that yeah 
Uh, I, Eric, I just, do you want you want do you want to talk tires at at the, at the top of the hour? I got to take a top yeah. of the hour break. Yeah. Okay. We'll put you on hold. We'll come back. We'll do that in a moment. Don't go anywhere, folks. That's the first hour fast today. So myself, Josh Goff, we'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.